welcome to Minute 93 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again on this lovely Wednesday is Eric Nash of the Almost Famous Minute and Feels Like Weezer. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Hey, yeah, great to be back, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Wonderful. You know, uh, a beautiful November day outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Exactly. <laughs> Episode 93 begins with the bag being passed to the seventh man and goes all the way till we see uh, Hiltz walking proudly towards the cooler. As we ended yesterday's minute, with we, we were able to see uh, Danny and Lily digging in the tunnel. There, were, there was a little bit of some dirt that was collapsing down on the, on Danny's head. And then we saw Willie passing the dirt back. And they went through six different uh, POWs lying, I guess, waist to head. I guess you can say since, uh, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not uh, lying completely uh, head to toe with the way that they're all lying down there. And they're passing this, this uh, heavy bag of dirt. Back and forth. How how heavy do you think that bag of dirt must be? Ooh, I'd I'd go to maybe twenty to thirty pounds, maybe in that range. I would bet. Okay, I, I have no idea what the what the answer is. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't. Uh, Not sure. I didn't try to measure it. I I was actually thinking a little less, but that yeah, that still be. does sound about right. Because they they did talk about the fact that uh, I think they said they have fifty tons of dirt that they have to move. So. Wow. You know, you want to get as much in each bag as possible, if that's the case. So, basically, they, they pass it down to the seventh man, and then then we get to see the, the whole process of, of how this is being done. I mean, this is this is just amazing to watch. You know, we, we, we are able... We know that these characters are digging a tunnel, but we don't know any of the logistics of, of how it's all done. And this small little scene that's maybe 30 seconds, if that... Is, is able to, to give us such an idea. You know, you have one guy all the way at the end of the tunnel uh, scraping away, trying to get some, some of the, the, you know, loosen up the dirt in order to move it backwards. That dirt is put into bags, and then once the bags are full, they pass it from person to person uh, across the whole length of the tunnel, wherever, however much they've already done. And then you have, you know, here we get to see four other... POW sitting in the, the way station. You know, one of them gets the bag, moves it to the next guy, moves it to the next guy, and then he lifts it up to the fourth guy who is able to then lift it out of the, the tunnel. I mean, they they mention the fact that the, that the, the tunnel is 30 feet down, so there's actually, there has to be a few people wow. on that ladder. Wow, yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot of times the, in in this movie, it does not look like they're they're going down a thirty foot ladder. I think they they might have missed that that aspect of it of trying to hide it. Yeah, because yeah. They, it, they they cut yeah. a, a cut from someone going down the initial hole from the from the structure above. Yeah, and they they show that person then, you know, in an immediate cut, you know, walking, you know, you know, coming out of that the bottom of the hole towards towards you know towards over over to the uh, right. Where the tunnel, the tunnel as a tunnel proper, yes. kind of. Is. I mean, we're yeah, that's it's understandable plan. We're yeah. we're gonna get some of that, you know, in a few weeks when we deal with the the actual prison break itself. It's the it's mm-hmm. the same thing, you know. You have someone standing yeah. at the bottom of the ladder, and then in two seconds he's above the he's at the top and out. You know. The, yeah, and and then on the other end too. I mean, when when they're coming up out. No, that's what I'm talking it, about. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. nutty. I guess that was their way to save time. Yeah. You know, three-hour movie, let, let's just cut it, make it make yeah. it shorter. Than the, you know, it's, it's much easier to get out of the tunnel. Get out the height. And in addition to these, these uh, yeah. four prisoners in this way station, we also now get to see how effective Sedgwick's air pump is. Because we get to see that there is a guy that is his job to move this air pump back and forth throughout the you know time that that they're actually working in the tunnel. Which again, it's ingenious the way that they they show this, and and especially the fact that this is all based on something that really happened. You know, it's 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 a fictionalized truth, but there's a lot of truth in this fiction. You know, I I, I just think it's really effective showing us what is going on. You know, we get to see these, these characters. It's hot down there. They're sweating. But they're, they they have a great production process to, to get this done. To me, it, it amazes me that nobody actually was able to find out what's going on because there are so many prisoners that are in on this secret. I, I guess it, since in real life no one gave it away, so we, we know that, that, that apparently they were able to keep this secret. Yeah, yeah, and 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 back to this this one this one fifth guy uh, here, uh, Sedgwick. You said uh, no, Sedgwick. You know, is, Sedgwick is okay. it's not Sedgwick there, but he the, came up with it. He, Sedgwick's the manufacturer. Yeah. He's the one who created the the air pump. Okay. Yeah. Well, none, nonetheless, I mean, you yeah. know, realizing that, that was going to be necessary, you know, it's, it's a matter of ventilation and health and staying, you know, conscious and so forth, and not not being uh, consumed by by uh, a little uh, uh, poisoning of your of your uh, oh, is it, is it, it's uh, carbon dioxide. Yes, so it's quite clever. You know, I, again, it just amazes me that that this is based on what they actually did. So it, it you know, when when you when you look at most movies, you say, okay, someone had a great idea when they made this movie, but this is okay. Someone had a great idea twenty years before they made this movie. And that's what they did. You know, that type of thing. Then we, we get to go to the next shot where we are where we're shown from within the compound looking out through the the barbed wire on on the, the fence itself and the gate. So we see a, a German staff car appear, show up in the camp, drives by, we see three helmets and a blonde haired guy. <laughs> Hmm, who could it be? Who's the blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, POW that, you know, that, that is getting special treatment? Uh, yeah, yeah, and it, it almost does seem a little like it, it could be special treatment in a sense, in a way. I mean, because, you know, wh- wh- why 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 is it not, wh- why is he not in handcuffs or something or, or some kind of restraints or whatever already? Why is it not a, uh, you know, more, more, I don't know, rugged vehicle? Why, is it, why does it seem like it's a vehicle that's... Uh, you know, a bit nicer, yeah. a bit on the nicer side. Maybe maybe it was written in McQueen's contract that he can only yeah. travel in dial. <laughs> so we see the, the, the staff car show up. At that point, someone opens the gate, which also doesn't make sense. You know, first deal with the prisoner, then open the gate. You know, he's already opening the gate before. I mean, Hiltz just gets out of the car. He has other things that they're going to be doing. And then he just walks through. He walks through by himself also. He's not really being escorted. You know, as as you said, he's not handcuffed. He's got his, his shoes strapped around his, over his shoulder. He's carrying his jacket. 
his pants look like he's been through mud or something like that, or water, or who knows? Yeah, like 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 he probably maybe he waded through a little stream or whatever. Or... Yeah, yeah. I, I love the way that that uh, Strathos takes takes his jacket and basically just throws it at one of the the guards to hold on to. You know that uh, this is our coat hanger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, Hilt throws throws his jacket to the guard, which is even which is even crazier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, is is Hilt on a friendly basis with this guard? That here, hold my jacket for a second, so that Strathus can frisk me. Yeah, it's almost it's, it's it's really amazing. He did actually. The guard actually does reach out and, gra- and grabs it. You know, I mean, you know, if if you're really you know, in, in those situations, I would I, I much more expect the guard to just let it fall in front of him. Exactly. <laughs> you know. You know. It's like yeah. you, you get a you could get a, a stern talking to for having <laughs> done something not not upon an order yeah. of the officer. Exactly. Hill right basically said to him, mm-hmm. "We we we apparently don't hear it." He says to him, "That's expensive. Don't let it get on the ground." Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who knows? So then he puts his hands on his head. And let's Strathers frisk him. And at this point, we see the trio of Roger Mack and Ashley Pitt, who are conveniently standing outside when Hilt shows up. You know, there 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 are some uh, contrivances of of this movie, where people are you know within any movie, where someone is always in a place where where it's best that they should be. You know, not necessarily. It doesn't make sense that the three of them will specifically be there at that moment when Hiltz is brought back. It's not as if they were they were told, okay, you know, the the, the car containing Hiltz is going to show up at at three thirty, so make sure that you're outside. <laughs> you know, it's uh, well, and I, and I don't think it's out. You know, it, it, there's there's no over overarching uh, broader uh, wider shot of where they are in relation. I mean, they, they, they could be a good distance away and be able to see, you know, you'd almost, you almost expect them if, if that's, if that's something they wanted us to think that maybe they'd squint, they'd show them squinting. <laughs> a good bit, they're far but, away or whatever. Yeah. If, if, if they were far away, but I then there's, there's, there's also that little head nod though, too, between hilts. Right. Which and, we're about um, to get to. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but I mean, we know that the compound isn't that big. It is possible that the three of them were nearby, and someone called out to them and says, "Hey, there's a staff car coming with something. Come, come over." You know, there, there is that possibility. Uh, so the three of them are just looking at him, and then Hiltz gives a nod. Roger nods back, which it, it it's a nice touch. You know, the way that they, they they acknowledge the two the two of them are acknowledging to one another that they understand what what's happening, what you know what Hiltz wanted to do, he accomplished. And what Roger wanted him to do was also done, and you know now we can go about our business and continue. And I feel like like one thing that would happen in, in a more much more modern movie would that be it w- would be that it would be much much smaller of a nod, and much be, it'd be more zoomed in on each of their yeah. faces to 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 give this indication that they saw each other clearly saw each other you know they were close enough um to to, to give some kind of little visual body language yes. clue to each other that uh you know that hills got what they wanted um but you know at the same because i mean you know there are these besides the officer that's kind of giving them the, the pat down while that's happening and not really looking 
you know, there are the other guards right there that sh- should be able to see him yes. nodding, <laughs> even even the little bit that we see. Right. I mean, the, the... so it seems like it should be should be smaller, but you know, hey, it's it's it's, it's a good fun movie. It's not one that we want to <laughs> analyze to death, but that is well, what we we're, do. We do. That is our mandate. The whole point. <laughs> yeah, but um, the nodding that they do here uh, reminds me of you know the 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 nodding in Jedi right before you know the Sarlacc pit, you know where again. It's the same okay, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's it's as you mentioned. It's it's nodding to it's nodding more for the, the audience than for everyone else. It's it's a little too gratuitous the the way that they nod, you know, both here and there. It's it's too noticeable, I guess you can say, as opposed to. But uh, again, it's it's for the audience because the Germans aren't paying attention. They're not looking. They're 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 too busy with other things at the time. You know, he finishes his. Uh, He's frisking him. It's very funny. He, like, frisks him under his armpits. What is he looking for? You know, did you put on deodorant today, Hiltz? You know, like, what's... <laughs> or you need a shower. I don't know. Then he takes the jacket, starts, you know, checking through the jacket. He could have had the other guard do it once the other guard, you know, the coat hanger guy. Yeah, it. right. <laughs> Jacques turns to him and says, Hiltz's favorite thing that he wants to hear throughout this entire movie Kula. And he knows that's where he's going. He says, right. And then he he, he grabs the jacket in a very friendly manner. Yeah. You know, they, they don't look like, you know, prisoner and, uh, and he's not a warden, but prisoner and guard, the way that they're, they're interacting yeah. here. Like exactly. they're buddies. <laughs> yeah. It's like I just did my due diligence, checked your jacket, everything's fine. Even though I'd like a jacket like this, I'm going to give it back to you. <laughs> he just like grabs it from him and then continues walking. And he he has such a smile on his face as he does it, which which is is great because you know as as we mentioned earlier this week, he is the hope of the whole movie. And you know the fact that that Hiltz is the one who's smiling all the time and, and never breaks down says a lot. It, it's trying to tell us so much about the message of this film. Then we get another shot of trio trio of officers of Roger Mack and Ashley Pitt. And uh, Ashley Pitt says, well, I didn't think they'd catch him too soon. So soon. And then Roger's uh, response was, which again, we were, you're well, well aware of the fact that he wasn't caught. He, he wasn't, he was caught on purpose or he wasn't caught because he, he right. turned himself in that type of thing. And then Roger acknowledges that for both the audience and for both Ashley Pitt and Mac, showing once again that, all right, this is a guy who's willing to do what we're asking him to do to help the, you know, the, what's the Spock line? The needs of the, of the, the many outweigh the needs of the few. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that fits perfectly for, for Hilt's, uh, and at this point we get to see Ramsey who's limp- limping along, and then he gets to see Hiltz. And then he smiles, too, because he knows that, again, he knows that they now have Hiltz on their side. He's someone who's going to help them with uh, everything they need in order to get this this blitz out as best as possible. And then we get to see him walk by. Now, I love the fact that we get to see the gardens on the on the left-hand side, on, the, on yeah. Hiltz's left-hand side, but it's our right-hand side. You know, we, we had the earlier scenes where they were all gardening and stuff like that. Here, surprisingly, they're they're actually growing things. I have no idea what they're growing. 
what is that? Are those like leeks or onions or who knows? Yeah, what it might look like. But 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 it, you know, it's hard to tell. Yeah, what's what's yes. underneath? Yes. <laughs> it could be carrots. That's true. Could be. But <laughs> but it means that yeah. that uh, all the the dirt that they got from Tom and Harry helped out with the mm-hmm. this you know turning the soil and uh, being able to do some gardening. I remember reading somewhere that someone complained that uh, you know they had the whole scene with them hiding the dirt in the garden, but they never show the gardens again. But here's proof that they do. Yeah. We get to see Hiltz make his march, which some people would call it a march of shame, but he holds his head up high the entire way, smiles, and continues along toward, I guess, his favorite place in, in the uh, camp. As, as, as I discussed at some point with somebody, you know, it's possible that Hiltz doesn't even have a, a, a bunk to sleep in, because his bunk is in, his, is in the cooler. Oh, yeah. He doesn't need one. <laughs> a waste of space. Why do you have to do extra linen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else for this minute? Uh, yeah, I think I'm right. good. So do you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with Eric Nash? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Almost Famous Minute uh, is the uh, uh, the big movies by minutes uh, uh, ongoing concern right now for me. However, I, I should be off a bit of a hiatus by this point. <laughs> Um, I unfortunately had to take a bit off in the earlier in the summer, but um, and should be wrapping up here in, in the early part of 2022. Um, great movie by Cameron Crowe from 2000, somewhat fairly, somewhat autobiographical. Uh, certainly, plenty of liberties taken and things truncated and <laughs> time time played with, but uh, it's a lot of fun. And I hope you uh, uh, can find that find that in uh, uh, one place uh, besides your start in your podcasters. Uh, you can. Uh, since you've been mentioning, I think, Facebook some on, on, in your outro, uh, uh, facebook.com slash Almost Famous Minute. That's how you can uh, find our page. Right. Excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to this show. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our Twitter account is GreatEscapeMXM. And our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. So, until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho.